Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 7th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. I'm talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is part 44 of the overall series, and today I'm going to talk about faith. I'm talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is faith. One of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the faith of God. So the foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says that the word Jesus became flesh and he made his dwelling amongst us and we were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we've been studying grace and truth. We've been studying the grace that Jesus died to usher us into. And so we study Galatians chapter three, chapter four, chapter five. We got to Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23, where the Bible lists the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's deal with that again today. So this is what the Bible says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. God is love. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, right? And then love has various expressions. And there are eight expressions of God's love, eight fruit of the Holy Spirit. Here are the eight. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or good works, faith that prevails. That's what we're going to deal with today. Gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. So never set your focus or your attention on the law instead of these qualities, because these qualities, the Bible says, are limitless. So as a believer today, New Testament believer, born again believer, you're not living by a bunch of rules. You're, you're living being led of the Holy Spirit, and you will see these qualities being manifested in your life as you die to self and you live for Christ. All right. So what does this mean to you today? Because I'm dealing with the topic of faith, I'm actually going to be teaching on this for a few days. But for today, I'm going to use this as some sort of like faith refresher, right? Like a faith refresher. So what does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you as it relates to the faith of God and the faith that God planted down on the inside of you. Let's deal with these three things. Rid yourself of all distractions. Tune in now and receive the word. Three things. Number one, here we go. So first of all, the question is, what is faith? So before I can tell you what faith is, I'm going to tell you what faith is not. Faith is not you telling God what to do. Now, when I, for years, I actually lived this way. I, I lived like, I had like all these routines. I would declare, I would take a word from scripture or multiple words. And I would say, well, in the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every thought be established. And I would decree and I would declare. And I still do a lot of those things, but I was doing it the wrong way. I was trying, I was releasing my faith because I was trying to get God to give me something. Right. And so, so in my mind, anyway, what things were happening, I was taught this, uh, things were initiated in my heart. And then I was trying to get God to give me what I came up with in my heart. And that's not faith at all. Um, <laughs> I can't tell God what to do. You can't tell God what to do. God is God. <laughs> so faith is not about you coming up with something in your heart and then asking God to give it to you or commanding God to give it to you, which some people do. Faith begins actually where the will of God is known. So faith has to begin in God's heart, not your heart because God already mapped out your life before the world began. So what, what happens then is that, and I'll be teaching on this for days, but you need revelation concerning what God already promised, what God already planned, what God already set up for you. Everything that you need to fulfill your life's assignment is already stored up. So what you need to do is to find out what that is. And so you need insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding from God so that you could become the man, the woman that God called you to be, that God destined for you to be, not the one that you want to come up with on your own. So once God reveals to you, what he already planned, 
He's basically telling telling you what's already yours, right? And so he's saying, listen, this is what I already set up for you. So this is yours. And 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 the reason why you've been praying and asking and you haven't been receiving, James said, is because you ask amiss. You're asking uh, uh, that upon your own lust, right? So you're asking for stuff that you came up with, not the stuff that I came up with. And so I'm trying to get you to understand by the Holy Spirit, I'm trying to tell you what to ask for, because these are the things that I already set, set you up to have. These are these things are already yours. When you're doing what I'm telling you to do, you don't have to ask me to bless it because it's already blessed. And so when, when I reveal something to you, God is saying that I'm showing you what I already provided. So as far as God is concerned, it's already done. It's already provided. And, and what we have to do is then believe and receive what, what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us and then release our faith to receive it, right? Or to go and lay hold of it. And so let me say it this way, because I lived this way for years where I, I was living by things that came up with him. I came up with in my heart and not in the heart of God. And that led to frustration. Frustration sets in when you're making a demand on God for something that's not yours. <laughs> and so you're making a demand on God for something that you're never going to have. And so, man, that, that is very frustrating. And that's not faith at all. Faith has to begin in God's heart. If you come up with it, it will be too small for God. But when God comes up with it, it's too big for you, which is why you need faith. You need faith to believe and receive what God has already provided. Number two, the writer of Hebrews said this in the Hebrews 11 and 1. He says, now faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty of the things that we cannot see and the certainty that those things do exist, right? So we, we got to have the assurance of what God said and the certainty that what God promised already exists and is only a matter of time before it manifests in our heart. So faith comes down to two words there, being sure and being certain. You, you must be sure of what God said, what he promised, and certain that he will deliver on his promise, that God is not a man that he should lie, Numbers 23 and 19. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. If he gives you a promise, he will always make good on his promises, right? So, and, and you have to believe that even though you cannot validate this with your senses. You cannot validate this with your five physical senses. So the thing about it is that God is spiritual, not sensual. When you can validate something with your senses, you say, oh, that makes sense. Well, the things of God don't make sense. God will tell you stuff that doesn't make sense because you can't validate it with your senses. And when you don't have any sense realm evidence at all, but you still believe what God said and you are still sure and you are still certain that you're going to see in your hands what God revealed in your heart, that's the life of faith. It is about being sure and it is about being certain. Now, let me say something about that. Anyone can be sure and certain when they first receive a word from God, they get excited. Man, they tell their friends what God said. They get on the phone with their girlfriend. They put it in their journal. They add it to their vision board. Oh, they take pictures of it, put it on Instagram. Oh yeah, this is going to happen. But when days turn into weeks, <laughs> weeks turn into months. And I don't like this part, but it's true. When months turn into years, then anyone can feel the pressure to give up, to cave in, to quit. The pressure to give up on what they believe in God for. And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because I'm saying that faith is actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is where you need the grace of God. God has given you the grace to live by faith. He gave you his faith, and I'll deal with that tomorrow. Uh, he, he gave you the measure of faith. That's Romans 12 and 13. And now he gives you the grace to actually live by faith. The Holy Spirit will remind you over and over again what God promised. He will do so to 
to motivate you to continue to believe God. Even when you're when you're at the point of giving up, this is this has happened to me many times. Other people, I, I I've heard it too. Great testimonies. When you're at the point of giving up, right? When you're at the brink of of, of saying forget it, of relaxing the grip that you have on your faith. At that point, the Holy Spirit will remind you of what God said. Something will happen and the Holy Spirit will step in and say, you see, you see, you see, it's still going to come to pass to motivate you to continue to believe God, to continue, to not be moved by what you see, to continue to believe that what God said will come to pass in your life. Number three, I only have three points for you this morning. Number three, let me drive this home. I've kind of said it, but I'm going to say it a different way. Faith is not about you. First of all, let me just say that faith is not about you. Faith is about God. Faith is not about you trying to convince God to give you what you came up with. Faith is about God trying to convince you to believe and receive what he came up with from the foundations of the world. To live by faith, your confidence must be in God, not in you. Your confidence has to be in God and what he's already done. See, because in heaven, God is in eternity. We're in time. And in eternity, it's already done for us in the earth in time. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time be before what God revealed manifests itself in the earth. So faith is not about you trying to convince God to give you what you came up with or your plans. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. Faith is what happens when God convinces you to believe and receive, to accept and align with the plans that he made for you before the world began. Faith is not about you trying to persuade God. Faith is what happens when God persuades you. When you get to this point and you can say like Abraham was, I'm fully persuaded. I am fully persuaded that the, of what God promised. And I'm fully persuaded that he is more than able to bring it to pass in my life. When you get to the point where you are fully persuaded, where you are convinced of God, where you are persuaded of God, at that point, your faith is going to be fearless because your faith is not based on you. Your faith is going to be based on him. You're, you can have fearless confidence when your confidence is not in you. See, when your confidence is in God and what he has already done, you don't take on any pressure to perform. I'm teaching about grace. You don't have any religion where it's like, well, I have to do this right. I have to do that right. If not, God is not going to give it to me. No, 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 no. I'm not living by religion. I have a relationship with God. I don't take on any pressure to perform. I'm not doing this. God, God is not going to bless me because I'm good. God is going to bless me because God is going to bless me because God is good. So I'm not relying on my humanity at all. I, I feel the, the weight and the pressure just fall off of me and I can enter into God's rest. The highest form of faith is rest. This is what happens when, when, you, when you are really convinced of God, when you are persuaded of God, you can enter into God's rest because you know that as far as God is concerned, in heaven, in eternity, it's already done. And for you in the earth, it's only a matter of time. So let me close by saying this. When you get to this point where you are convinced of God, when you are fully persuaded of God, at that point, you will not be moved by what you see in the natural. You will not be moved by a phone call. You will not be moved by a letter in the mail. You will not be moved by a doctor's report. You will not be moved by anything that you see in this world. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 18, he said, we fix our eyes not on what is seen. He said, no, to live by, we, don't, we live by faith, not by what we see. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. And 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says, no, we don't fix our eyes on what we see down here. We fix our eyes on the unseen. We fix our eyes on what we're seeing in the spirit. Because what is seen down here in this world is temporary. It is subject to change. But the unseen, the Bible says, is eternal. See, what you see down here in this world is temporary. It is subject to change. That doctor's report, it can change. 
that lawyer's report, it can change. But what God revealed to you in the spirit cannot change. It is permanent. It is already done. It is only a matter of time before you see in the natural what God revealed in the spirit. So to truly live by faith, you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. And you got to stand on every word. You, you don't live by bread only. You live by every word, Matthew 4 and 4. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God towards you. This is the spirit of God speaking to you, revealing God's plans, and you embracing the grace of God to do it this way, to be led of God's spirit, to live by faith. This is how we're supposed to live. My God, this is good. So over the next couple of days, I'm gonna still be teaching on faith. I'm gonna give you a faith refresher. I want you to build up your faith. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Say this. Say, Father, I am a believer, not a doubter. I walk by faith, not by fear. I walk by faith, not by sight. I believe every word you have ever spoken over me. I believe every promise you have revealed to me. And I will continue to believe until I see in my hands what you revealed in my heart. I'm not moved by what I see down here. I am only moved by what you say. I live by every word you speak to me. I live by the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to convince you to give you what I, to give me what I want. You have already convinced me to believe and receive what you want for my life. This is the life of faith and this is how I live every day. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, get the messages, put in your email address there, and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up. Listen, head into this day living, ready to live the life of faith. You, can, you will never maximize what you do not understand. So I'm going to teach you about faith over the next few days, and I pray that you open up your heart to receive it, and then do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Let's let everyone everywhere know about Jesus and about the life of faith because this is how we're supposed to live. I love you and God loves you. God bless you.